video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your hosts to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 167 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with the Halloween homeboy yet again, Mr. Grizz. <laughs> I forgot already about that. Yeah, that's, that's your nickname from now on. We have entered the spooky season. The Bad Taste Video Halloweenorama has begun officially. This week, well, I wouldn't say officially yet, because it's not really October, but we're in the mood. We're in the mindset. We're fucking there. You, we just locked down your uh, your lap bar going up the hill on the roller coaster right now, yeah, right? you know what? Halloween homeboy says, whoop, whoop, big up to the juggalos, and we're starting Halloween <laughs> season right the fuck now. This is how we're doing it. Yeah. I, you know what? Okay, fine. We're in it. I, I have my candy corn ready to give me uh, <laughs> oh God, you went bowel with uh, blockage. <laughs> I love candy corn, but it fucks really? me up, dude. No shit, yeah, like you're a, an actual fan. I love how it tastes, but like the I guess the waxy consistency like just destroys my stomach. If, Actually, if, no, it doesn't destroy it. It like it's like the Hoover Dam. That's oh, it. it's it's like eating those old fucking wax lips. You remember those fucking Ugh. things that you used to get, or like the fucking <laughs> bottle caps that had the juice inside of them. You could like bite the wax <laughs> off the top of it first. <laughs> Just to get the beatus. Look at that, like, um, what's the other one? Circus peanuts. I like those. You like those? That's, a, that's just what I was going to ask. If you had to give a, a choice between circus peanuts or the or the candy corn. I would definitely eat candy corn more than the circus peanuts. I feel like the like amount of circus peanuts you eat until your stomach hurts is like very low. Like you can <sighs> maybe eat a handful and you're just like, oh, I can't anymore. But I do like how they taste. I, I've I have such a, a high class palate, you know. If it's not peanut butter cups or Kit Kats on oh Halloween, I'm I'm pretty much not interested. Dude, remember when you would get like, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go back in time now, Halloween of of the Halloween homeboys childhood <laughs> of uh, mutant Mike over here, aka Lit Lambo's childhood. Boom. We uh, we used to go around. You'd get your Snickers. You'd get your Kit Kats. You get your like sweet tarts and shit, but then you would go to houses and they would like legit like bag things for you, right? Oh, like yeah. oh, like I got a bag like bag pretzels, a uh, fucking what were those? The popcorn balls, and they weren't wrapped. They were just like nah, the person homemade. put them in a bag. Yep. Yeah. Now, do you remember you would get the buttons on like the wax paper, but you can never get the button off without, without eating paper, some dude. paper also. <laughs> <laughs> the paper would peel, and you'd get like a long strip of paper attached to that button, dude. Always, <laughs> I forgot about those. Right, that—that's what like thinking about um, circus peanuts and like the wax lips and the bottle caps. That's what that reminded me of, and that was back. I guess our parents knew that, you know, people were fucking around with this stuff, but they didn't care. Oh, They're yeah. like, oh, go eat whatever you... F my parents never checked my candy. That wasn't no, a thing in our that, house. Dude, that definitely never happened either. I was eating most of it before I even, like, on the way home in the backseat of the car, I'm, I'm fucking munching candy and shit. <laughs> I lived in the country, too, so, like, we actually had to drive into really? it. In, yeah, I, like, dude, I had maybe one... 
I had my aunt lived like next door to me, which was like immediately next door. But that was the only like house within like a mile or two of our house. Wow. We were in the middle of like nowhere. So to like even find somewhere to trick or treat, we had to like drive like 10, 15 minutes into a, into town just to like have like wow. an area for me to trick or treat. So like I had to drive there and then drive back home. So by the time I got back in the car, I'm, I'm fucking digging into that candy. There was no one yeah. checking that shit. I'm eating fucking <laughs> laced LSD fucking popcorn balls in the back seat at fucking 10 years old, probably. Well, well, the thing about that is when you're older, you realize nobody's giving you drugs for free. That's damn that's right. Not a, yeah. That's, that's always like this. That's the myth, too. Like, who the fuck is giving away their drugs to yeah, kids? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's that's too expensive. Like, the crazy yeah. crackhead is not going to be spending fucking thousands of dollars on free drugs. You don't even get to watch the effects of, like, some kid fucking methed out or some shit. Like, what's the point of that? Like, you, you missed the fun part. When I was a kid, where I grew up, it legitimately looked like Haddonfield, Illinois, like on Halloween. Oh, dude, I it would was, love that. It was like a small town, not not really a small town, like a medium-sized town, but you know, suburban New York. If you're familiar with Long Island, you have an idea. But it legit at that time was just like chaos. It wasn't like how it is now. Like back then, like the kids were not exactly all right in my neck of the woods see but dude that uh, had to be so awesome like that like you kind of had that like that tv halloween oh yeah for sure you know for like sure 100 percent. like small town kids didn't have that <laughs> dude like you would you would see you would hear a big boom like a, like an explosion and then like a sea of fucking high school kids running down the block <laughs> like it was crazy you'd be like terrified as like a little kid that's awesome and like there would be certain places in the town where like you couldn't go after a certain time because if you went there you were a gonna get beat up b you were gonna get egged shaving creamed fucking just annihilated stolen. yeah and then like as you got older you started to see like oh my god like what the fuck is going on here like this is fucking it's like mayhem. the purge of fucking like high school dude it got so bad in my town that they eventually put a curfew where if you were with more than four people the cops would like pull you Shut over you and like go through all your shit and like yeah it was that bad they actually flipped the cop car one year on the front of the high school fucking <laughs> That's like awesome, lawn dude. yeah crazy shit it was like bedlam and like as a kid, you're just seeing the aftermath. You know what I mean? You're not allowed to go fucking walking up to the high school or where all the kids are hanging out, like yeah, all that shit. For sure. You're seeing like your older neighbors coming home covered in shaving cream, you know, like the cars driving by, they're all egged, covered in toilet paper and stuff. <laughs> Dude, it was it was an awesome time to I guess be, you know, in that trick-or-treating age. There were tons of kids around. The name my block specifically had a lot of kids on it at one point. So, like, you would see what everybody was for Halloween. Like, you would go around dressed like whatever. Go home, watch fucking, like, oh, maybe Nightmare on Elm Street is on TV. Oh, yeah. You know That's what I mean? Or, like, TV Friday the 13th. Was, was definitely the spot at that time. Like, growing up, like, for a while, like, it was just, like, me and my dad growing up. We didn't have a lot. So, like, Halloween was tough because, like, my dad always basically, like, made my costumes for me, too. Like, we weren't going and, like, buying any costumes and shit like that. But looking no, back dude. on it, dude, that was the best shit ever because my dad was, like, making the best costumes. Like, he made me a fucking spider outfit with all the arms that, like, moved with my fucking arms <laughs> and shit, dude. 
the, the best thing he ever made me was this werewolf outfit. And I remember like going to Walmart and he was like buying fake fur and we're cutting my jeans and like putting it on the inside and shit, dude. That's sick. It That's was dude, awesome. honestly looking back, like I told him this week, I was like, dude, if you could find me some fucking pictures of any of these costumes from when we That'd when I was great. a kid, dude, I need to find that shit. A hundred percent. So he's looking. Hopefully we can dig something up. There's a lot of funny things like that when you like I guess you could say like costumes that you forgot about. You know what I mean? Oh, like man, there was yeah. my mom was was showing me pictures from like when I was a kid, and I was like Mickey Mouse for Halloween one year. <laughs> like why did that? I was like I don't rem- I don't remember that. I, remember I was a, being... I was a female witch at one point. I remember there that. There you go. Yep. There you go. I was very progressive, I was, dude. I was Giuseppe the Italian cowboy one year. <laughs> that makes total for, sense. For some reason, they fucking put like a little mustache on me. I love it. And I, I look like Franco Nero or something, <laughs> like going around like a spaghetti western. My mom made me a Ninja Turtle costume one year. Made like the like sewed like a, sh- a shell and everything for me. I, I was walking around with a He-Man sword. Yeah, for dude. Sure. I remember being so fucking excited. Because one year my my parents let me fucking order from remember Oriental Trading, dude. That was a catalog, baby. One year they let me order like the alien mask, hands, and like the feet thing, and I fucking wore the hell out of that. And I still have like the mask to this dude, day. That's awesome. It's you won't, yeah, you don't get house. you don't get rid of some shit like that. You hang no, on, dude. dude. Those I I feel like back then you really put a lot of thought and everything into your Halloween costume. Like it meant a lot to you. You really looked forward to it. Where now everything is kind of like disposable. Yeah. You know, like you go to the spirit store. We didn't have spirits back then, and you get whatever the fuck you want, and you you know it's gone next year. You don't even think about it again. No, dude. I remember being pumped when you'd see all the Halloween stuff going up at fucking Kmart or Caldor Ah, or some shit. Being like. Like wow, it's that time, See, and, and it was so important. Like, and it and it did mean so much to like what you were gonna be, and like going out on on you know and trick or treating with the other people that you would recognize from school and stuff. And this is kind of something that I think uh, is regional that people can relate with. I don't know that you could probably relate with this also, as you'd get so pumped up, and all of a sudden you look at the fucking weather and you got a snowstorm coming in, fucking Halloween, <laughs> or it's gonna be fucking twenty eight degrees on Halloween night. Because you live in the Northeast or you live in the fucking, you know, up north in like Minnesota or some shit. I'm sure it's the same way. So now you got the coolest fucking ninja costume on the block that your dad made you with your fucking starter jacket, Carolina <laughs> Panthers <laughs> fucking coat over top of it, pissed off because you can't oh, show off how cool say, you look, dude. I was going to say you were rocking that Buffalo Bills fucking kangaroo pouch starter jacket. Dude, I had the kangaroo pouch, but... 1996 Carolina Panthers hit the scene and my grandma got me got me the fucking gear and that was it I was hooked damn, I was damn. probably the first I a, fan so I had a I had a New York Rangers one representing man dude, always those, those starter jackets are like <laughs> shit now people are paying big money for them should have kept that dude, shit I I always wanted an Oakland Raiders stadium starter jacket not the one with the pocket it was like the big ass fuck like the one you with would the see like one, yeah yeah, dude, like you see Mob Deep, like the promo <laughs> pictures, and they're fucking wearing them for some, you know, like dumb shit like that. <laughs> oh my god! Now that I'm thinking about all this Halloween stuff, like it's it's flooding back to me, going to like fucking Dunkin' Donuts when it was dude. like Halloween time, and they had the decorations up inside of Dunkin' Donuts and all that sort of stuff. How about like, the McDonald's pails? You'd get the buckets with like they oh. look like the fucking skulls or the pumpkins, and bro. 
those fucking pumpkins would smell like McDonald's French fries like two years later. They would still Forever. smell like fucking it's McDonald's French fries. <laughs> I want a bucket right now just to smell that fucking shit. Yeah, somebody has new old stock. We need one yeah, so want, we can just that, put some fries in bucket. there. Dude, <laughs> a, a big thing for me was the commercials also. Dude. Halloween commercials in the early 90s, mid 90s rivaled the 80s, baby. A lot they of good really shit, did. man. A lot and, of good shit. In the, the movie that we're doing today, which I don't know if we've said this or not, have we mentioned the uh, the movie today? No, yet? no, of course not, man. But we went on a, that, a tangent. I think we did a little bit, but uh, I actually chose the movie for this week, and I think it was a, a good choice. We're doing the 1990 movie Spaced Invaders. This was a great choice because it's 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 a kids movie, dude. But this movie fucking rules. I can't wait to get into it with you a little bit. But this really is. This was my childhood Halloween. Like this really. I, I, this movie gives off that vibe and, and it really just captures the essence of the time for me yeah and you know you said we were going to get into it because we're actually going to get into something else first and I was just talking about commercials and how that like was a big deal to me so if we're going to talk about commercials why don't we talk about the TV shows that they would have been played you know during so Grizz, Mr. Halloween homeboy over here, said, okay, for the first one that we do for this Halloween season, we have to go back to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. One of right? my favorite shows growing up, dude. <laughs> everybody, was a fran- uh, everybody was a fan of Will Smith. You had, uh, of course, the popularity from, you know, fucking Fresh Prince, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Doing a very, very, very well-known song called Nightmare on My Street. So good. Right? God damn, dude. This song is so good. We should play a little bit of that at the end of this episode, honestly. Dude, I feel like I play um, Nightmare on My Street every year. Do we really? I wouldn't doubt it. It's that good. It's worth playing. I, Dude, that, that fucking song legitimately is like the soundtrack to my Halloween childhood or my childhood Halloween days or whatever you want to say. They used to play that over the loudspeaker at my elementary school. Oh my God, I love that. Imagine that shit. I think, I think shit. we got like Monster Mash. If we were lucky, we got some Monster Mash. Hey, I'm okay with the, you know, little Bobby Boris picket. classic. Fucking, yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> but, you know, Fresh Prince, fucking DJ Jazzy Jeff, little Where Nightmare on My Street, that's like chef's kiss. You know, we had Beautiful. we had like a, a couple of choices too with the with the Fresh Prince when it comes to Halloween episodes, and that was the great thing about all these sitcoms of the era is that they were like, you could almost count on every year when it comes Halloween time. Man, I can't wait for my favorite show's Halloween special because every oh, yeah. fucking show did one. It wasn't like, oh, this show might do one this year, but every show's other you know, is going to forget about it, which it seems like is the way now. A lot of shows will come and go through October and never even fucking talk about Halloween, which yeah. is a tragedy. But back in this time, dude, every single fucking sitcom, TGIF came on, every fucking show had a Halloween special, and usually on the same week. So that fucking week that, you know, all those specials were on was like the most epic TV week ever. Oh, yeah. You were but, ready. You know, I think we picked a really good one for this particular uh, this particular special that we're going to cover for The Fresh Prince. We're going back to uh, season four, episode seven. October 25th, uh, 1993. You said it was a Monday. Was that correct? That was a Monday. Yeah, that was a Monday night. night. God damn. And this one was Hex and the Single Guy. 
And I and this one I think is is perfect because it just captures the '90s like I was talking about in every fucking possible way. It's it's so so good. Yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed this one. It brought me back. I, I definitely haven't watched this episode in a long time, but I did remember it once I finally saw it. Get into because it. Because Glenn Shaddix, who plays Ralph Scorpius, the, uh, what what's he supposed, like a medium in this. Yeah, that's what I think I'd call Fucking him. Beetlejuice, bro. <laughs> He's the best. I remember that. But in this one, it's supposed to be that Hillary hires a medium to basically speak or say goodbye to her fiance who died in a bungee jumping Trevor! accident. Dude, <laughs> Trevor. I remember Trevor. He's fucking horrible. <laughs> I am Trevor. I remember just him like everything he talked it was just like that. Well, it was like over the top newscaster oh, yeah. like, oh, hello there. That was his life. <laughs> and in this episode, Will Smith kind of fucks it up, right? He's like joking around as per usual and he's hexed by Ralph Scorpius and things certainly go wrong or so we believe well yeah like now, the uh, the hex you know it's like your common uh, you know your classic hex that uh, uh, you know uh, fortune teller or something in a sitcom would put on someone where everyone curse. you love and everyone close to you would suffer you know dire consequences or bad luck uh, that kind of thing and the things that unfold are fucking hilarious yeah, it's, it's actually kind of like out there, the things that they have happened to them. Like Uncle Phil is brought up on charges yeah, for accepting bribes. Yeah, yeah, like they fabricated fucking evidence. Uh, Carlton, his hair is like ruined by the... Oh, first oh, of all... We got to set it up. You got to set up the reason why. <laughs> so Carlton Banks has like this neon yellowish green looking hair, <laughs> overalls. And he's supposed to be so yeah, he's supposed to be Macaulay Culkin. But the problem is is that he looks like fucking Dennis Rodman from Double Team. <laughs> Yo, he does look like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like a it's a combination. It's a combination between Dennis Rodman from Double Team and Simon Phoenix fucking Wesley Yo, Snipes he, from Demolition Man. He, he looks like Dennis Rodman in like the fucking play for like uh, Dennis the Menace. Like <laughs> he looks like him playing that character. It's just such Perfect. a weird thing, like his costume. Uh, Will Smith is a vampire that which we all were at some point, but he's just wearing like black pants and a black shirt and then like he's got the, the cape. vampire cape yeah <laughs> um i think jeffrey who's the butler was wearing a jurassic park mask was that like the fucking i don't know if it was was it was it spitting, jurassic park or jurassic park 94 or is it it's definitely a giant like reptile dinosaur thing and he scares the shit out of the tricker jeffrey was one of my favorite characters on this show because he was always like the smart ass butler who like really didn't give a shit, which was like the the best role ever. Well, he plays that role fucking awesome. Like, he nails it. Consi man. Consistently good uh, throughout the years. So the release date of Jurassic Park was June eleventh, nineteen ninety three. So, so it's, it's possible. probably yeah, it's got to be a nod. It's the fucking hit of the summer. And yeah, this is made like, in the fall. That's definitely a nod to it. Now. One thing about this, before we talk about the episode, I found it very odd that this was on HBO Max. Dude, it's these streaming like companies are just buying up all kind, and it makes you kind of realize who owns what now. That like, 
you know, you're seeing things that were on, you know, ABC or CBS being on different, uh, these different platforms. Yeah. I was like, where, where the hell can I watch it? You mentioned like, oh, I think it's on HBO Max. I was like, how the fuck is it on HBO Max? I just watched it too. So I like, I know it's on one of those fucking things that I pay some reason for every month, even though I have cable. (laughs) Is NBC connected to HBO in some sort of way? Am I just like fucking stupid? I guess it has to be. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. It makes me kind of like start putting some dots together unless they just like bought the, uh, the rights to show it exclusively on their platform, which is, which is definitely possible. Yeah. Well, either way. This episode of The Fresh Prince, very good. I really enjoyed this. Um, I I like how, like, so everybody has something bad happen to them. Um, like we said, Philip Banks, the dad, has charges brought against him that he was taking bribes. He's a judge, if you didn't know. Um, you have <laughs> Hillary and Jeff... <laughs> getting married which is like a nightmare for uncle phil like that's his worst nightmare and they and they keep alluding to them having sex too oh yeah right like like over and over they keep alluding to that oh dude the best part about this whole gag between like them getting married is like throughout the uh the years of watching the show you constantly see uncle phil throw jazzy jeff out of the house you just see like jazz's body fly out the front door like a dummy but in like in this like you know scenario you see fucking jazz throwing uncle phil out the door dude it's so funny i love it um jeffrey the the butler he gets fucking uh, deported yeah he's a fucking wild what a fucking wild thing to happen and Ashley's thing isn't that bad. She just like sprains her ankle when the tennis thing goes fucking haywire, but whatever. Now, what do you think about this Fresh Prince episode compared to some of the other Halloween episodes that we may watch or, you know, we just reference in the past? Uh, I, this one stands out to me, like I said, just because it, it has so many of these like uh, these pop culture moments in it. You know, there's the, like, you know, we we mentioned Macaulay Culkin, which, you know, Home Alone was fucking huge at the time. And he even does like the the slap on the face. The, ah. Yeah, he does that whole <laughs> gag. So it, it just kind of is like a milestone in, in my my life that I want to look back on fondly. So I, that's why I love this episode so much. I love the outfits, even like the simple dude, Will Smith in this time period is such a character. So you put him in any of these kind of like gags. His going back and forth with Scorpius is so funny. Uh, <laughs> Scorpius. I love when like, cause like obviously like, you know, once Will realizes he's, he's hexed, he's like, everyone's fucking life is, is ruined now because of me. I got to go fix this. He goes back to the graveyard place where, you know, Scorpius's house was. It all looks fucking different. Scorpius is there now. He doesn't recognize Will. He's dressed completely different. He's terrified. He looks like a normal person, right? Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't know, you know, and shit. And like, Will's like, come on, man, you gotta break the hex. And he's like yelling at him. <laughs> and dude, it, it, and that's when like you know the dream sequence starts, and like, oh, you don't know if it's a reality anymore. Yeah, like the Wayne's World thing happens, and he wakes up in his bed. He's like, oh my god, Carlton, you know, we gotta. It's all a dream and shit, and like you know, but then. All these things start playing out that happened in his dream. So, he, you know, was it a dream or was it just kind of like a foreshadowing of the day to come? Yeah, it's a premonition. I love it. <laughs> That's why I like it so much, too. I think it's, it's not just, yeah, the cop-out dream, but it also turns back on you. It gives you the 180 to be like, yeah, but was it really just a dream? So that's yeah. cool. 
Well, the thing about these episodes, too, is that they're not scary. It's no. all horror comedy stuff, which is awesome, which we're big fans of the genre. So, like, when you see this on a sitcom that you enjoyed just watching any episode of, it was always, like, really, really good. And this one, I feel like, is the same way. Like, you I get that imagine little... imagine them going hardcore taste. horror. Can you imagine that? Like, like a I mean, sitcom being like, we're really going to fucking turn it up. And <laughs> I mean... You know what? Maybe we'll try to find like the scariest Halloween episode of like a normal. Yeah, that's sitcom. interesting. I like we'll, that. We'll work on that one because these are all very lighthearted. You know, there's always a, a big like emphasis on Halloween in the episode. Like it's they're going to a party or there's trick or treating or they're decorating the house, this and that. And that always just made me really like these types of episodes. Yeah. You really always, like you said, look forward to them. You look forward to the Halloween episodes and the Christmas episodes. Absolutely. Christmas episodes right? were just as good. Yep. And uh, I feel like we picked a really good one to start our Halloween extravaganza off. I would say definitely go back, watch this episode. Pretty funny. You'll have a few laughs, right? It's only 22 minutes long or something, so it's a quick watch. Yeah. Uh, highly recommended. And I feel like not a lot of people talk about this one when it comes to Halloween shit, right? When people are going through Halloween sitcom episodes, this and that, and it really is an underrated one. I really enjoy it. Solid, yeah. solid Fresh Prince episode. Absolutely. Definitely go check it out. Uh, season four, episode seven, I believe I said. Uh, definitely worth checking out. HBO Max, get your free month in. Have yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. October's like the perfect month for the free month. I was just about to turn seven when this yeah, one was fucking so coming good, out. dude. Let's go Damn. back. I wish. We'll make that time machine or just put a bag overhead. I don't know. One of those things. <laughs> All right. Let's hit the trailer to our main course this week. Spaced Invaders. <laughs> we need like the Wayne's World thing. Yeah, now. we do need that. For years, scientists have speculated that there was intelligent life in outer space. Now comes definitive proof that there is no such thing. Come on, open this baby up. Let's see what she'll do. Hit it, Blasney. <laughs> now, five misguided Martians have landed in Big Bean, Illinois. Come on, let's kick some Earthling butt. <laughs> Looks like you hit something. On Halloween night. Prepare to die, Earth scum. <laughs> Maybe later. Have fun, boys. They think they're wearing Halloween costumes. What a bunch of morons. Perhaps a taste of this death rat. Perhaps I'll just have to remove those little heads of yours. And now they're up to their antennas in... What did I step in? You know how bad that's going to smell? In trouble. There are five of us and four billion of them. Why know you boys? They're my cousins from California. Dude, let's get them! going 3,000 miles per hour. There goes my insurance. They're not really bad. They're just stupid. Join Captain Bipto. I said prepare to die, Earth Scum. Prepare to die, Earth Scum. Prepare to die, Earth Scum. I'm going to make sure they carve that on your tombstone. Lieutenant Blasney. I thought this was a bad idea. Android, the robot slave. Uh, no, pinhead. And all their spaced-out friends as they take off on an adventure that's not quite out of this world. Who taught you 
should have tried, you moron! Spaced Invaders. We did win, didn't we? Spaced Invaders. Released April 27th of 1990. Takes place on Halloween. Is a Halloween movie. A sci-fi Halloween movie. Pretty much. Uh, what an odd time yeah. to release a Halloween film like this. I'm not sure of that choice. I mean, I guess they obviously had it ready to go and they thought, you know, let's make some money, which they absolutely did. I mean, they, I guess it cost around three or four million to make and they grossed like 15 million. So it didn't hurt their overall. But man, I can't I can't see releasing this movie in fucking April. I'd say hang on to it for a few months and cash in on that Halloween time. Yeah, but we always say that. We always say that you should fucking yeah, release anything that's Halloween related in October or September. You have to. You have to. I, f- I fall into that that trap, too, where I'm always also like, oh, if it's a horror movie, why would you not release it in the fall? You know, but then I'm also the same person bitching like, why is there no fucking horror movies in the theaters all the time? <laughs> so I guess you, you, you can't have it both ways. I, I mean, I would I would rather all of them come out in October and just see a bunch. Yeah, I love that. Honestly, like every I weekend do. have something to go see, you know? Instead of seeing like, oh, okay, there's a new Halloween movie, but it's coming out in fucking March. It's like, oh, great. Strange. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like now the the horror genre has this resurgence where you can release these movies in in October and they're going to pull people in. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, you're going to get people to go see it in October. You're probably going to have a bigger hit in October because people are like, I think people, especially in our age group, are so fucking thirsty for anything Halloween and just like trying to get back what we always talk about we had in our childhood that doesn't exist anymore. So, like, dude, <laughs> if you do some shit like that, like, hey, we're having a fucking Halloween thing. People are like, let's fucking do it. You know, like we're yeah, ready to yeah. do it. So, no, I agree. People want like Halloween related activities, yeah, dude. You know what I mean? That And like, this is going to sound really fucking dumb, but like even stuff that, like you don't have to go to the bar for. No, you know what 100%, I mean? Like something that I you agree. could just fucking go do like, oh, let's go to a movie. Let's go to a haunted house. Even though they're always more fun when you have, uh, you know, accoutrements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but still, this movie was released in April. I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like an April movie. You know, like I, I don't know. But, but the big but, this movie's still awesome. I'm really just gonna is. say that. Uh, I definitely don't remember about 90% of this movie. So I definitely saw it at one point because certain things were like they pop. Yeah, like, oh, I remember this. I remember this. But you know, a majority of this movie I definitely did not remember, and I'm kind of happy because I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It really, was kind of, it was it was really the same with me. I, I saw it as a kid. I remember really enjoying it as a kid. I, I can't remember how many times I saw it when I was younger, but it, it has to have been I don't know, over, you know, fifteen to to twenty years since I've seen it. So I mean it's it's it was kind of like a first time watch for me all over. Like I said, there's definitely things about the movie that I will never forget that once I saw him again, I'm like, oh, this is that fucking movie, you know? <laughs> so, but man, it's a PG movie. It's it's made, it's definitely a, a made to be a kid's movie. 
but holy fuck, I enjoy this so much. There's so much about it that doesn't feel like a kid's movie. Even the stuff that feels like a kid's movie is just really enjoyable and just really made me miss my childhood. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it, man. Fuck this movie. Dude, early 90s touchstone pictures, you know, coming out of the same vein. Well, actually, Ernest, Scared Stupid, right. I feel like came out of the same vein as this. And there's connect, dude, there's connections to all this shit, like you said to me before during the break. So, Space Invaders was 1990, right? Scared Stupid was 91, but that was a Halloween release. That was an October release. Smart. Now, what is a connection between Spaced Invaders and Ernest Scared Stupid? Well, I said the connection that I know of is 100% Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That That is definitely a connection between Spaced Invaders and Ernest Scared Stupid. Now, do you want to explain the connection? Uh, well, a lot of like the set design was done by the same people. Uh, a lot of the prop design, a lot of the props themselves were shared between this movie, that movie, and the other movie. So, I mean, it's just, just uh, the overall way the movie looks and feel are very, very connected. Dude, I got an even, I got an even more direct one for you. Royal Dano, fucking wrench muller, the guy that old guy that owns the farm. He's well, the yes. dude with the dog from he, He's basically Killer the Clowns. same character from Killer Clowns <laughs> as he is in this movie. He's honestly the exact same fucking character in this movie. Now, now here's a question. Can you guess the movie that I associate Royal Dano with? How well uh, do you know me? If I had to guess what movie, I mean, I'm not going to say Moby Dick. I mean, that's the obvious no, one. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what man. What would be the movie that I would associate Royal Dano with? It's tough. There's a lot of good ones. I mean, uh, maybe Ghoulies 2, I would that's think it. about. Would, <laughs> that, that would, would be the be one good. that came to mind. Or I was thinking Cocaine Wars, but I didn't think it would be an action movie. So No, no, no. Dude, Ghoulies 2. He plays Uncle Ned like the... The owner, I guess you could say, of the haunted house. He's the magician. Yes. Also. The magician. Dude, every, oh, my God. Every time I see this guy, all I think of is fucking ghoulies. I can't. I can't stop. It's fucking. It's like a sickness I have now. <laughs> I was see because like, I, I, if you listen to our episode on ghoulies, I was never the biggest ghoulies fan, but I'm a huge Killer Clowns fan. So like he is he's always this character to me. And he, like I said before, he's the same character in this movie. So I'm like just easily endeared to him. I, I love him just as much as uh, as farmer Gene Green in Killer Clowns <laughs> as I do as as Wrenchmuller here in fucking Spaced Invaders. Something that I thought was really funny that I never realized was that Ariana Richards, who plays Kathy, the little girl in this, she's the girl from fucking dude. Jurassic Park. Yeah. And she's the girl and from Tremors. Tremors. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? How did I never put that together? Dude, she, this was like early in her career. This movie, I guess like says introducing her, but she was in like a bunch of other movies before this movie. So I don't know why I like, I mean, I guess that's like, they're just trying to like draw at straws or some shit there. But dude, she was like early nineties. Like you said, not in this year alone, she did this movie and Tremors in the same fucking year. Both of those movies are awesome. Go back and listen to our Tremors episode. <laughs> so Tremors would have came out January 1990, January 19th, 1990. So 
she was in this a couple months after. I want. I mean, I don't know what the filming type thing was or whatever, but introducing it's kind of weird when you had a main. You know, Tremors was a mainstream movie when it came out, big time. So, I I guess Kevin maybe because bacon. she had she had a main role in this one, I guess compared to like a small supporting role in Tremors. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know, How about dude, the fact I, that she was in that fucking Ben Folds 5 music video for that Brick song? <laughs> what? You remember that Brick song by Ben Folds 5 that was popular in like the late 90s? No, what the heck? Dude, what the heck is- it's the word. Oh, God damn it, dude. I can't, <laughs> I can't believe you don't know this I'll, song. I'll look, I'll look it up. Uh, She's a brick and I'm drowned. Dude, it's like the worst <laughs> fucking song ever. Don't even make me sing more of it. Can you cover that for us? I'm going to cover the whole thing this week. It's going to be at the end of the episode. Me acoustic singing Brick oh by Ben Folds 5. <laughs> you know what character I really like from this fucking movie? Clem Becker? Dude, Clem Becker's the best, the best fucking character in this movie, to be honest Dude, with you. The piece of shit fucking like, what's he supposed to be like a bank owner or whatever? Like a mortgage owner? Yeah, it's like a typical like thing where it's like, oh, a small town. There's always like that, either like the new big head honcho money guy in town or like the land rights guy and shit. But he's always like money first, people second. <laughs> and he's like fucking trying to <laughs> screw people and shit. And that's totally the Clem Becker character. The first introduction we get of him is he, he's trying to screw Royal Dano out of his farm because he doesn't have any money or crops or anything. So we already know the dude's kind of like a prick from the jump. <laughs> Dude, you, you know that it's going to be a good movie when you got like the piece of shit businessman immediately showing that he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, he's going to get his eventually. And he had... A fucking like Hulk Hogan costume. Yo, for that's Halloween. definitely a Hogan costume, right? Yeah, like, dude, it has for sure. to be. Yeah, because he had like the mustache and everything. Yeah, the like, Fu Manchu, what, the, the, the silky blonde hair. What was up with his girlfriend that was like dressed as a mummy it's, at one point? Oh my god, dude, she was. <laughs> She was so fucking bad, dude. It was like it was very awkward, like almost, almost like a, like almost like a character from like Dead Alive. Yes, like aw- like awkward and weird, like but not on purpose similar. though. Like usually with no. Dead Alive, it's very uh, purposeful and directed. This one was just like she didn't know where the fuck she was half the time. To be honest with you, yeah. I think she yeah. was confused. But dude, his best line of this entire movie is like him and the mummy girl are driving around in his fucking sweet ass pickup truck, mind you. And he's drinking a goddamn beer and he pulls up to the gas station while he's driving and drinking. And he goes to the gas station and Teddy's like, I got a cold beer and a hot woman. I'm trying to keep them that way. Hurry up. And I'm like, dude, this dude's a fucking pimp, dude. I don't give a fuck. But then they show him and uh, like they show the girlfriend and like she's like a nerdy looking girl. Yeah. Like it, it's very weird how they like go about everything. Usually like the the guy in that situation has like the blonde bimbo type girlfriend right that's like way too good looking to be with him but he's rich so like he's got this she was definitely not that that. that's for sure it was just it was weird too because like you see the guy that's working at the gas station that's dressed as zorro which is hilarious he's like this nerd and like he kind of like gives her the look and she like returns it right like they were supposed to be nerd on nerd action going on there which later on there is a little bit of nerd on nerd action, you know. Comes back, all yeah. things, all things turn out as they should. <laughs> but 
This is supposed to take place in Big Bean, Illinois. It's the best name. Big Bean. Big Bean. <laughs> if you told me that that's where you were originally from, Big Bean, Illinois, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, fucking Grizz from Big Bean. The fuck of it, you know? It's, it's definitely yeah. Miami. <laughs> Big Bean Grizz. So, so I guess it's supposed to be like uh, a small town that's kind of like on the verge of dying. But they just got an interstate exit, a direct exit that's or right. entrance to the town from the interstate. And this was supposed to be like their... Um, their second chance, right? To rejuvenate the town. That's what this douchebag business guy is trying to do, right? He wants yeah, to turn it into like about. a... Yeah, he wants to turn it into a modern city type thing, and he wants to throw Royal Dano out on his ass. He says, he needs the land, old man. You know? Yeah, old man, give me the money or the crops, or you're fucking out. And you know what right? he's talking about for crops. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Clem Becker don't fuck around. <laughs> well, how close is it to Chicago? He might be talking about crack. <laughs> but it's really, it's really funny though. How there's always like this similar type of plot, I guess, in these like kind of kids-ish movies from this time, right? Like they gotta save the town, they gotta save the farm. They got to save this. They got to save that. And this one, it's like all wrapped up into one. And you got aliens. Yeah, it is it is like a, like a weird thing about kid movies of like the late 80s, early 90s, where it's like they put these children uh, inside of these like fucking scenarios that are way over their head. And they're in like way too deep to ever possibly deal with yeah. it. But these kids are going to fucking save the day. God damn it. And I, yeah, I like think that's the- endearing. If the bank is coming to foreclose on my home, I'm not going to go find my eight-year-old fucking cousin to come help me. If it's 1990, (laughs) you definitely are. And the whole fucking gaggle of them are going to show up and booby trap the fucking house and and destroy the bankers. That's a movie in itself. (laughs) Yeah, then you end up with a lawsuit, right? Like a fucking (laughs) eight-figure lawsuit. You're fucked. That's it. You might as well go step into the booby trap yourself. So we were talking earlier, Mike, and we, we kind of, like we had mentioned too, kind of like the similarities and uh, the connections that we were talking about. And this movie does, it, it feels very similar uh, to Ernest Scared Stupid. And, and it also feels very similar to, to Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, I think a part of that has to do with the actual set design. And a lot of that goes to this dude, uh, Anton Tremblay. And I didn't really know who this dude was, so I spent some time and I looked him up. And there's a reason why I love the way these movies all look so much. And it's because this is also the guy responsible for every single Rob Zombie movie. No way. Absolutely. He is the set designer, art director for every single Rob Zombie movie. Wow. So I just have a certain aesthetic and and I just... uh, have an appeal to this fucking dude's art direction man like i just dig what he fucking does and i have since i was a child i was destined to be an anton tremblay fan but there was no inbreeding or something in this movie though (laughs) i think if you could read between the lines there might be you never know dude the aliens might be inbred (laughs) i want to see i want to see rob zombies redirected of spaced invaders oh my god that's what's what what needs to happen you know what, dude? As much shit as I talk, I would fucking watch that in yeah, a second. Be so good, dude. I want to see an R-rated Spaced Invaders, invaders. done by fucking Rob Zombie. Be hilarious. Holy fuck. 
So let's talk a little bit about the aliens in this movie. What what a fucking awesome like creature slash character design. Um, they're like what three and a half, four feet tall. They got these big like hydrocephalic looking heads. They do. Oh, you know, very very similar to what like I guess like an alien in a comic book from like the fifties or whatever would look like. And I really fucking like how these things each have their own personality. Oh they all God. look slightly different. Every time they show a close-up of the faces, I would just crack up. The faces are looks, great. Dude, they all look like fucking like pugs and they like French bulldogs like and stuff. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great analogy, dude. They're so funny looking to me. Um, they look, this is going to sound stupid as fuck, but they look real. Yeah, you know what dude, I mean. Like I it was doesn't just gonna look say, like a shit costume. Like I, I am kind of like upset at the fact that this movie doesn't get enough uh, attention and love for the fact that the, like the the special effects are incredible. These creature designs are top fucking notch. The faces, the animatronics, everything about it is so fucking good like even the prop design in this movie all the, the the space stuff and shit i can't say enough good things about the way this movie looks and about the special effects all the way around like there this is so grossly underrated you got star wars level fucking uh space scenes in the beginning oh the giant tampons uh, that fly in they look fucking great dude <laughs> dude everything about this movie's great they have uh like those um what the hell is it called it was like the robot that's supposed to follow them and oh, like make sure that they're doing the right thing well it looks like the, the fucking uh, yeah dude it looks like the uh oh man like the probes the imperial probes from star wars same goddamn thing looked exactly the same and then they have like this little drone robot oh, the, that the looks like one. a fucking yeah it looks <laughs> what was the thing from uh artemis the fucking like robotic uh, owl oh yeah like i say from clash of the titans it did yeah, like, it, it had such a similar vibe it totally did it, it it almost also feels like bb-8 from from the newer star wars like a, a similar thing like a cute little robot that like is supposed to be doing something, but it's kind of got its own personality yeah, and, and like snugging up to somebody and shit. It's it's yeah. funny, dude. I like that a lot. It's it's it. That's like you know the 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 kid connection is still there. You know they could have without that. It's definitely still a kids movie, but that really does kind of like remind you that this is something for children. That relationship yeah. that that little creature has with the daughter. Now you could cut out everything with the daughter. And just have the aliens and make it an R an R rated movie. Oh, and go a little bit harder for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Take all the kids stuff out of it, like the like the daughter and the fucking annoying ass duck kid. God damn it, dude! Fuck that <laughs> duck kid. I could not stand that motherfucker. I think he's the only thing in this movie that needs to go. Is he just annoyed the fuck out of me? But <laughs> I'm being picky. But I think you take all that out and it it really you could go a real different direction. Still make this a great like dark horror comedy and, and really nail the fuck out of it but i do like the way it's presented here still and if you take all the kid stuff out of it you miss out on uh little ariana richards amazing costume that fucking alien costume bro yeah, it's like a xenomorph of some sort it's definitely a xenomorph <laughs> fucking looking costume and it looks homemade it's so fucking cool i love that i agree i agree with that 
And uh, her dad in the movie is supposed to be the sheriff, right? Dude, he Douglas Barr. Chicago. This fucking guy. Like, he's like the most familiar, non-familiar fucking guy to me ever. Like, I feel like I've seen him in a million things, but then I look up his IMDb and I've seen him in like two things maybe if that. And I'm like, nah, like this, he's got like an evil twin or some shit. He's like the Price Right Virgin fucking like, you know, David Hasselhoff or something. I don't know, dude, but like, He's so familiar without him being in a bunch of shit that I've seen. He's he's what you would consider an everyman. Yeah. Right? I like like that. very average, like not not he's like a good looking guy, but not too good looking. Just where it's like the, yeah. just enough. He's a grizz. It's like, damn. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you see him at the gym, you're like, damn. Damn, bro. Look at that guy. He's got it going on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i do like his character in this he's likable totally. uh in movies like monster squad and stuff where like the dad's a cop he kind of comes off as a piece of shit where in this he never really comes off as a bad guy you know what i mean like he's never like he doesn't really yeah. blow her off no he, he's, he's kinda, very likable he's he believes i mean he has to believe it he's fucking seeing it himself so there's really yeah, no way of not believing true. it so but no, he's very supportive. He's, I think, like, I think that is a good, a good point. Like, you know, he he doesn't turn on on the kids and shit like that and stuff like that. He's a very supportive father, and it's cool to have that kind of thing, especially in kids' movies at this time. We do see yeah. a lot of like really shitty parenting in kids' movies at this time period. Well, also, I feel like at that time, parents gave their kids more leeway. Yeah, it's probably a little more hands off. <laughs> And uh, probably if you were a bad parent, you were extremely, extremely hands off. off. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, go figure it out yourself. You yeah, fuck. Good luck. Like, you ruined my life. <laughs> like, I feel like even we we had a we had like a long leash. I couldn't imagine being like my parents not giving a shit at Yo, all. Like, I definitely know? had a long leash, but I had some friends that had a much longer leash, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> It makes me you thankful for that, that little one, bit of a leash that I have. Yeah, honestly. you always have that one friend where you're like, "Wow, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, that that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Could be worse, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, but this movie also has like multiple plots, right? Like it's like got multiple side stories. Things evolve throughout it. It all kicks off because these aliens hear War of the Worlds being played over the local radio station, and they think it's real. I love way, that too. Yeah, these aliens are supposed to be Martians, aka, you know, people from Mars. And they're listening to this, you know, broadcast, and they think that there's like a distress signal coming from this area, and that there was this huge battle and all this shit. And they finally realize, like, oh fuck, we made a mistake. <laughs> this it's so good, it dude. And the reason why it's so good is because, like, it's a complete, like, juxtaposition of what War of the Worlds was. Like, it was this broadcast that fooled hundreds of Americans and shit like that. But now here it is, like, in turn fooling the aliens that it was once talking about. It's so, it's such a cool, like, thing to be like, hey, let's take that idea and then, like, turn it on its head. Like, that's just fucking smart as hell to me. It's also funny how, like, the aliens are all gung-ho about killing all the humans when they first come. And then after a while, it's like, oh, man, we made a mistake. Yeah. And they're, like, friendly all of a sudden. I love right? how like, how enthusiastic they are to kill. Like, I'm going to kill someone today. I can't wait. I'm like, dude, this is fucking the best. Like, this is for kids, and this is cool as fuck. Oh, yeah. And we have not mentioned, like, how in the fuck did Jack Nicholson not sue somebody? 
Oh, dude, the pilot, bro. right? Bro, like <laughs> there was never been a more blatant ripoff of a line delivery and character ever than this this fucking pilot alien. He is doing even the way they sculpted this motherfucker's face is made to look like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> He's got the Joker face going on. <laughs> another another one of the uh, like weird character things. Was one of them supposed to be like a Michael J. Fox alien? Did you pick up on this also? The one, one that was wearing the varsity jacket. It was very it's- 1980s Michael J. Fox looking in the fucking varsity jacket. I, maybe I'm reaching there, but I thought they might have been trying to do something with that also. I, I never got the feeling it was like a Michael J. Fox thing. But I, I did like that alien. Like, for some reason, it just cracked me up seeing him in that little, like, varsity like, jacket Like, who the fuck, what varsity is he playing? Like, that's just so weird. Like, all of, like, the alien's choices. Like, they all have their own unique personalities and their own, like, outfits and shit. I think that's awesome. That's such a smart idea to, to make them individuals instead of being like, here's a fleet of clone aliens that are coming. I think making them all individuals is so fucking cool. Yeah. And they're like goofy, like they're all yeah. like got their like little goofy like. The one just wants to kill. He's like the fucking you know the weird like you know just focused on the mission at hand kind of guy. The Jack Nicholson one just wants to play it cool, man, and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. And like the fucking the, the varsity one I'm talking about is definitely like the younger one of the group and is like excited about everything. It's just cool to see that kind of dynamic given to these like alien characters that normally would not get that. And yeah, I have to have mention. Like- that dude, one of the best midgets in the business, is playing one of these fucking aliens, Tony Cox, the motherfucking dude, the dude from Bad Santa, me, myself, and Irene. Oh, really? That, yeah, he is in one of these fucking alien outfits. Do you know running which one around he is? the set? Uh, I can tell you right now. I can look it up, dude. I, and I was reading it, and I was like, "There's no way." I was like, "He is one of my favorite fucking pe- dude." Him and me, myself, and Irene. Is one of the best fuck. Oh, she gonna be eating whale blubber tonight. That's one of the best fucking lines ever, dude. I don't give a fuck, man. I love oh that my shit. God. Pez. He's Pez. Which one is Pez? Yeah, see, that's what I could. Like, they're all like got these names like Dr. Ziplock, Giggywig, and Pez and Captain Bipto. I think Captain Bipto is probably the the fucking the the, the pilot guy, right? I'm assuming, or I don't know. I, they never say like the names, I think, directly where I'm like, oh, that's, that's- Pez, that's fucking Giggywig and shit. That's one thing that I kind of had a problem with is figuring out the names to, you know, each of the aliens. Right. Because, like, it, it's kind of hard to keep track of when, like, they all kind of look alike. They're kind of just yelling into, like, the they're all together at the same time for a majority of the movie. Oh, yeah. So it's 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 a little hard to, to pick out the names, but they're all funny fucking names. And I love, too, that they couldn't see when they were wearing those outfits. They were completely, like, blinded by the costumes. So, like, the entire time they were just being, like, directed blindly across, like, their fucking scenes on, like, where to go and what to do. People were just, like, shouting at them where to move and stuff. That's hilarious to me. Imagine having to fucking act like that. Oh, my God. It's so hard. Like, you just can't see shit. Like, so I think Pez is actually the one in the fucking Letterman jacket. Boom. That makes sense. That might be him. Please let that be him. <laughs> that would totally Please. make sense to me, honestly. Please. Because I'm looking at like a drawing that somebody did on Twitter. 
and uh, it says like Corporal Pez or whatever. It's and got it's the jacket. The fucking, yeah, it's the one with the it's jacket. Gotta be. I love it, dude. Imagine being one of these guys for Halloween, but being like six feet tall. How many kids <laughs> oh you would scare? <laughs> Just look up the group pictures of these fucking aliens on Google. It's gonna crack you the fuck up. Yeah, they are done like, it's so just, well. It's so good. This movie is such a good like kids Halloween movie. It takes place on Halloween. Like it's just fucking. There's it nails it. Great trick or treating scenes where that fucking piece of shit Clem Becker is giving the kids fucking cigarettes for oh trick or treating, dude. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! He's the best character, honestly. And basically, the whole thing is, is that once they realize that they made a mistake, they have to leave because they pissed off enough Earthlings. Where the townspeople are now after them, right? Oh, yeah, the and, whole like pitchfork, you know, gang yeah. of, of people, or basically that scenario is coming for them. And like they have to, you know, some of the people are helping, trying to get them off the planet and everything. And it's really kind of funny how like things come together at the end. It's very goofy, very over the top. Like certain things when they, uh, they finally have to get rid of that like overseer droid, whatever the fuck it's called, like the thing that just is making sure they're doing the right thing. Royal Dano gives him the fucking stick of dynamite. And he's like, oh yeah, this is like an award for being such a brave hero. And like the robot is talking like yeah, a normal I've, person. I can't believe this is real. I am so thankful for this. <laughs> it's so funny. It's kind of yeah. ugly, isn't it? Where <laughs> like all the sorts of shit. fuck does Royal Dano keep getting sticks of dynamite from? Dude, he had this mother- of dynamite fucker he, he must be shitting dynamite logs like every fucking second because every part of the movie where you see him he's got a bundle of dynamite in his hand dude they were the fucking aliens were fucking carrying crates out from the house to put under the ship <laughs> he's a minor apparently something's dude, going on i don't on, know man i the, the government definitely has his name on some <laughs> fucking list right yeah, he's being watched <laughs> So, Grizz, do you want to give me some final thoughts on this movie? Because I feel like we're overloading the people with fucking information. Now. Yeah, we're, dude. Uh, like, uh, I we're think doing that double time. I think that this movie has probably been overlooked by a lot of people because they see the PG rating. They know it's a kid's movie. Uh, you have definitely have seen this VHS tape out there. It's got a great cover on it. Very cheap. You could get it for under $5. Absolutely. And I highly recommend that you do so. It, 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 the fucking movie's on YouTube right now for free. You can go and watch it. I'm I telling you that if you want something that's going to get you in the Halloween mood, it's going to start you off on a light foot. It's not going to get too crazy. It's something you want to watch with your family. This is the fucking perfect thing to kick off the season. And it ends with alien shit. And you cannot beat a movie <laughs> that ends in alien shit. No, no, you definitely can't. I would definitely agree. This is a great one to kick off the season. If you have little kids, something you can watch with them. So go great back to back with fucking Ernest Scared Stupid. What a great night, dude. These two back to back. You're, I, I Take me back now. I want to go back and watch those as a kid. If your kids have never seen either of these movies, please show them both to them back to back. Yeah. And let me know how you just influence them to be fucking mutants like us. And I would love to know which one they like better. Like for kids now, are they, are they, do they still get earnest sensibility or is this more something that they'd be drawn to? Dude, do kids now even know who Ernest is? Man, I don't have a, a child, but if I did, thank dude, 
thank God I don't have a child because that poor fucking kid. But if I did, they'd be inundated with watching nothing but Elf and fucking <laughs> Ernest <laughs> and shit like that. It'd be my job to just relive my childhood through them. I want to know, like, not people that listen to us, like normal human beings. Do your kids know about Ernest? Right? I like, is I'm that a say thing? No. I, I, I agree, man. I, I don't know if that's still something that like the average person is showing their kids or even did the average people like person even fucking watch that shit. Like, I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know. Well, I, don't, what the, what I mean, the Ernest was definitely person. popular back then. I mean, in the 80s and the early 90s, Ernest was definitely a household name that I think more people knew of. But I don't think that his name has transcended time as well as maybe other things have. I think his comedy can seem a little dated so i don't know if if you know it it would speak the same way to kids these days or not i think personally it would i think it's 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 your basic of slapstick comedy meets you know goofy face fucking silliness what kid doesn't like that shit ernest is the fucking best man as as kids say nowadays ernest slaps yeah, dude. Ernest is a true slapper. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a saying? Slapper? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think Someone so. who slaps? But uh, definitely go check out Spaced Invaders. It's a good way to start off your Halloween season. But we will head over to the video Dropbox now to start getting super spooky. Right, my man? This is going to be... Yeah. Halloween homeboy Grizz says it's spooky time. <laughs> 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 Okay, we're back in the video Dropbox, and I'm pumped to do a rather modern uh, horror Halloween movie. Halloween horror movie? I don't fucking know. Uh, this one I really like. Probably one of my favorite Halloween movies of the last 20 years or so, and I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. And I even just said to Grizz, I can't believe this movie came out in 2007. Time fucking flies, right, dude? Yeah, dude, just... this movie here is a uh, is a timepiece of 2007. It is a uh, it is beloved by spooky girls everywhere. I think that this is probably <laughs> one of the, the most famous, uh, you know, Halloween based movies of, of the last you know decade or 2000s anyways, for sure. Can you think of like, a, I mean, I can't think of any other ones that are like Bro, based. I would, I would, I would say since like 1995, this, this is, is probably, probably the most. Yeah, this is probably the most popular, at least in our circle. I would yeah. say. You see the main uh, character's fucking head everywhere come Halloween. That's for sure. Yep. We will be watching the 2007 Halloween anthology film, Trick or Treat. Uh. Now. Now, it's not trick or treat. It's trick or treat with an R. Uh, trick or treat is the Much fucking different. 
Yeah, much different 80s metal Aussie shit. Fucking Mr. Ernie Kegstan Wimmer over there. I think he likes uh, that movie, right? A little bit? Uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> but this one, uh, a lot of people have a problem with it. I know Grizz might have, right? You're not a fan of this. Oh, man, it's not a favorite of mine. We'll see. We'll get into it. Now, now I think this movie falls into the everybody else likes it, so I have to not like it. That's probably it that's, a little bit. I think, I think that's where it is. But yeah, we're gonna we're bit. gonna let's hit the trailer and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about this. Yeah, man so i'm gonna see if i can break you out of this shell All for right. trick-or-treat because i feel like it's a legitimately well done anthology horror film halloween or not i feel like the way that all the wraparounds go and everything's kind of interconnected and things kind of you know appear in other segments i think it's done really well i think it's like super slick i think it's entertaining i don't think it's as cheesy as it could be and, uh, you know, you, you get another Halloween, what would you, like, poster child or whatever. Yeah, You know, icon. you get it. Yeah, you get another icon to add up there with Jason and Freddy and all that shit. And I think because the icon is so fucking dumb to me, and it, it, it does suffer from the, man, fuck this, everybody likes it kind of syndrome that I, I tend to fall into. So to be, I'm going to be completely, I've never given this movie its fair chance i've never sat down with the intent to be like let's check this movie out i've only ever sat down to be like 
man, fuck this movie. So like, <laughs> I will, I will truly sit down and, and give it my honest review and give it my honest watch. And I will be completely open with you if I feel like it's a good movie at the end of it. I, I think we could get you to at least like some of the segments. Yeah, I, that has that, to be true. You know, dude, that one with the kids on the bus. Does it go round and round? Remember, do you remember that one? We'll see. It's not ringing a bell. That's how. Oh my god, dude, that shit is great. If it's with not the, the very first segment, then I'm pretty much like, ah, all right. Oh no, dude, we're we're gonna we're gonna really get into this. I think we could get you to to actually enjoy it this time. I think we could I'm do gonna, it. I'm going to really watch it. I don't watch any of the movies <laughs> we talk about, but I'm going to really watch this one. Grizz actually just reads the Wikipedia and yeah. IMDb. That's it. Like, dude, give me the fucking spark notes. I got time for this shit. <laughs> well, let's see. Maybe we can change his mind. Uh, you know, contact him. Harass him on inter- yeah. on, on the internet. On That's Instagram. all I need. I need more people talking shit to me every single yeah. day. <laughs> fight with him. Fight Please. with him. He'll fight with you. I do. I will. I will, I will love it. Please. <laughs> Dig deep. Go back in his pictures. <laughs> Just pick them apart. Why is something that you hurts? You know. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna, if, if you're gonna try to, if you're gonna attack him, you better kill him. Yeah, right. Dude. Cut the head off. I'm just gonna come back worse. Oh my god! Like the Hydra. Like yeah, the Halloween that's exactly. Hydra I'm just gonna here. grow two Grizz heads in your fuck. Yeah. The Halloween homeboy Hydra Hi- Grizz. <laughs> come- <laughs> coming for him oh my god so yeah trick or treat next week get ready watch that shit i'm sure it's streaming somewhere i think it's on i think it's on one of the the streaming services i feel like i just saw it it's gotta be yeah well i think that's it for this week dude we're getting closer yeah we're gonna start ramping things up we're gonna start really getting halloweeny maybe i'll eat some candy corn next week we'll see get a big bowl of it i'll get some fucking circus peanuts and we'll We'll see who lasts longer. Oh, dude, it's going to be six hours of us fucking talking Binging about how stuff is hurt. Yeah, yeah. So, Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Like, subscribe, leave us a good review wherever the hell you listen to us. It helps us out a lot. If you have any recommendations for, you know, TV shows you want us to cover for the Halloween season, let us know. We're going to try to dig deep. Maybe go maybe go to the Hanging with Mr. Cooper route. I don't know. Oh, shit. Pretty- Some Sister Sister? <laughs> Are we going to go there? Maybe. Damn, I think I dude. just saw the one girl from that show on like another thing. Tia like and now. Tamara? Is that their name? Yeah, right? like I, I think one of them is like still doing tv or whatever i don't know you know i hear the olsen twins are still doing cocaine so i guess that's better for them (laughs) so be it so be it the one sister that isn't one of the twins is actually very successful fantastic she's in like marvel movies i think and stuff like shit yeah dude legit legit and when i found out she was an olsen i was like really like that's it's kind of surprising but then once you hear it you're like oh yeah i see it now you know it's one of those things yeah yeah but you know, get ready for the Halloween season. October is upon us, finally. I love We're it. Uh, almost there. The temperatures will be dropping. You can put a sweatshirt on, maybe. Who knows? Dude, maybe, when I wake uh, up in the morning at 4 a.m. for that gym, I got to put that hoodie on. It's a little chilly yeah, now. There you go. There Pulling you go. The open up. your windows at night. You may, maybe you don't have to run that AC anymore. Unless you're a maniac like me who needs yeah, to I sleep in 50 degree weather. That's right. <laughs> Dude, I need to freeze, baby, like the thing fucking out there in the shed. That's me. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week with Trick or Treat and a mystery sitcom episode. Dun, dun, dun.
and I'll, I'll play you out with some fucking Nightmare on My Street. I was you know, hoping. I'm going to play it at the end of every fucking episode yeah, until that's, Halloween. That's how we're celebrating this year. Yeah, maybe we'll get caught with the fucking uh, copyright <laughs> shit. Who cares? Fucking, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care anymore. All right, we'll see you next week.
me a call, yeah, maybe we'll hang out next week. I pat him on the shoulder, said thanks for stopping by. Then I opened up the door and said, take care, guy. He got mad, drew back his arm, and slashed my shirt. I laughed at first and thought, hold up, that hurt. It wasn't a dream, man, this guy was for real. I said, Freddy, uh, how it's been an awful mistake here. No further words, and then I darted upstairs. Crashed through my door, then jumped on my bed. Pulled the covers up over my head, said, a whole new day I thought <laughs> I wasn't scared of him anyway until I noticed those rips in my sheets and that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street